0: Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker. On this episode, I'm going to continue my conversation with Xenia Muntan, the co-founder and CEO of Planable. For those joining the conversation for the first time, I'll give you a quick recap. Our previous episodes covered Planable's marketing growth strategy and how to succeed as a tech entrepreneur. Today, however, we're going to dive into the social media planning mistakes to avoid and how to improve the efficiency of your team. Let's get started. So, What I did want to talk about a little bit was kind of about like saving time on social media planning, because as I touched on, it was a nightmare for us. It was, we didn't, you know, once again, we didn't have you guys around, but you guys are here now. So um, what would you say, what do you think the biggest mistakes that brands make when it comes to social media planning? Like, because brands obviously being the ones that either they're trying to do it internally or they want to hire somebody, but what is the biggest mistake that you've seen when it comes to the the planning of the social media?
1: Mm -mm, That's a good one. They they use spreadsheets. I think that's like the biggest mistake.
0: Whoa, Excel spreadsheets. Boo. Yes. come yes. on. So 2016 or something. Come on, folks.
1: I think spreadsheets is a terrible way of uh working on content. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why. Um It's first of all uh, using spreadsheets for visual content is not ideal (laughs) because it's it's not—it's very hard to make it visual. It's extremely hard to make a a a spreadsheet visual. Um, It's not—you know—you're working with moving graphic content with gifs, with videos, with images, and you're trying to make them work in a spreadsheet. And what you end up is having this links that you know, link to somewhere else, like a G Drive or a Dropbox folder or somewhere else where you store all your, all your files. So you end up having a very fragmented process because you're planning content in a spreadsheet, storing it somewhere else and communicating around that content, again, somewhere else in like Slack or, or email or Microsoft Teams. And it's all fragmented, it's all disconnected. It's not visual because spreadsheets don't, you know, accommodate a very visual environment. It's not very collaborative. And it's, you know, frankly, not very organized. Uh, So I think, you know, not thinking through and not setting up a process from the beginning, kind of like, Winging it with uh, with spreadsheets is not the best approach uh, because you're gonna use some very you're gonna waste some very valuable time that you could potentially use on on other things like creativity and, and strategy and things that you are passionate about and things that made you become a marketer in the first place.
0: Yeah. Spreadsheets are made for numbers, folks, and equations and stuff like that, where you can go and do a great equation and you say, I want my growth to be from 25%, 30%. And if you (laughs) change this number, it changes. That's awesome. But that doesn't need to be, that's not visual, right? The idea of that is that it's, if you're trying to create things in Excel spreadsheet and you wonder why they don't look good, it's because it's an Excel spreadsheet. It's a
1: generic tool. It was never designed for this. We made it work and it worked for a while, but when you're trying to scale your content production or you're trying to scale your your client base if you're in an agency, it's just not gonna work for you know for a lot of pages or for a lot of content. You're gonna spend up spend way too much time on formatting that spreadsheet and trying to keep it, you know, decent and and at least you know some, somewhat organized. And that's not what that's not what you want to do.
0: You no, know, there's a. I'll tell you firsthand. There's a point where you have so many people on an Excel spreadsheet, and it's like who's doing what, who's in control of what, who's next, what's happening next, who approve what. It's like it's it's just so yeah. It, it's great when you have a, a small team probably, and you have like one piece of content a month. Great, you could probably figure it out. But if you're looking to scale, if you're looking to put out more than one piece of content, um, and visually, have it be visually pleasing, it, it just doesn't make any sense. So if you're doing the Excel spreadsheet thing, don't be embarrassed. Just know you need to change. Okay, folks yes. listening, yes. you heard it here first. Um, and so let's talk. I want to talk a little bit like the efficiencies of the social media team because that really is what we're talking about It's about collaboration. Um, so, what are some of the things that affect the efficiency of a social media team? Um, and we're obviously, the Excel spreadsheet being obviously very archaic. But what do you think are, in your opinion, what are some of the things that affect that as well?
1: I think just the fact that they're using a lot of generic tools um, and don't have everything centralized in one single place. So they have to do a lot of switching between tools, a lot of copy-pasting. Like if you're using a spreadsheet, you have to, once the content has been approved, where you know, even... Uh, earlier than that, when we're talking about feedback and the review process, you have to centralize all the feedback that you're receiving. So you have to go to email, you have to make sure that you're connecting the feedback to the right post. Um, Afterwards, when the content is approved, there's a lot of copy pasting from the spreadsheet to some other tool. So this entire process of having a lot of tools and not one single place that is centralized for workflow and, and content planning, that just creates a lot of inefficiency and potentially sometimes a lot of miscommunication. Is this post really approved? Is this you know good to go? Is this good to be scheduled or not? Um, and also the fact that it's not visual creates a lot of room for um, a need for extra clarifications. You know, extra communication. How is this actually going to look like? You know, how is this? What is this Canva post carousel post going to look like? um and that just creates a lot of uh, a lot of cracks for you know lost time yeah
0: yeah and potential issues and errors i mean you can't be the united nations and send out something that maybe could maybe make some other people mad in the world right like there is yes. there's not a lot of room for air you've got a lot of eyeballs on you and the approval process can't be one of those oh i thought you said to go forward with it and you're like yeah, no, no. Now we're on <laughs> CNN and 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 all these other networks. And damn it, we shouldn't have put that out there. So, I get it. Yeah, I think that's. It's just once again clearing up that the fog of approval process and content creation and collaboration, um, and how you guys do that better. So, what would be? Um, I mean, do you have any tips on on how to make the social media process better? Um, obviously use planable besides I mean, yeah. Think, yeah 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 before the obvious before the, I mean but is there anything else that 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 I mean I mean I guess that makes total sense right the the tool would be the the answer to that um, but are there any other tips that you could think outside yeah. of Planable? Yeah,
1: of course, 100%. Like, even if you're using Planable, you need to know why you're using it for. Because usually, collaboration tools like Planable, you know, there's other software out there that centralizes your content planning and collaboration. But no matter what you're using, you need to know what problem you're actually trying to use. Uh, what, you know, what was the bottleneck initially? Uh, is it, you know, the challenge of getting uh, all the stakeholders involved? Is it the approval process that was slowing you down? Uh, was feedback unclear and decentralized? Was it the fact that content wasn't visual? And you need to kind of like, I don't want to say audit, because that's just scary and a big <laughs> word, auditing. But you know, looking at your process, realizing what was the, you know, what's the issue? What's slowing you down? What's keeping you from being you know, your most productive uh, self, your most productive team? uh, figuring out those bottlenecks and then looking for tools that can definitely help you with this. It might be technology or it might be something at the, you know, at the team policy or team organization, teamwork level that you could improve. Definitely technology can help you with that, but you need to know what you know, what would success look like for you before you start using something.
0: That's funny. So I have these things we call qualifying questions that I send to potential clients. And I, that's one of the questions I ask them, what would, if we were to work together, what would a home run look like for you? Right. So now I know where you want to be, right. This is where we need to be. And now we can back out from that. Hey, I want to get whatever 50 grand more in sales a month. Okay, great. Let's back out the plan from that. And I think that's awesome because you have to figure out, you know, once again, what do you want? What, what, do you, what are your expectations, right? And that's always a big thing with clients is, where do you need to be? Where do, you, where do you wanna be in six months or whatever that is? And then great, we can look at that and figure out how this, this tool that's obviously worked for other companies how do we put it? And what are the bottlenecks that we have now? Is that the tool? Probably not because people are using it successfully, but look at your organization and where do you have that bottleneck of, of when it comes to collaboration? Um, I think is awesome because once again, software is working, the tool is working, but it's like, now how does your team fit into that and that processes and where are we dropping the ball and where are we picking it back up to be able to have a more fluid system? So I love that. I love that you guys are creating some big stuff. So what is the what is the future of Planable? You got anything big, anything you guys are Gonna like, you guys gonna build like a space station, like, uh, like for NASA, like going up against Elon Musk or anything like that? Or are you guys, I mean, you tell me, what do you, what do you got going on?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, the equivalent for our industry, uh, which is, you know, becoming the, becoming the norm uh, for social media teams. I guess that's my biggest dream and, and my vision for this company is to become the standard for, for collaboration and, and helping, you know, other teams just raise the bar on productivity and become more aware of the challenges they, op- they have, you know, they have operationally, um, you know, productivity operations processes are not necessarily the sexiest subject in the marketing world. Um, and just helping some, you know, some teams out there to focus on that, uh, really think about this and, just, you know, be more productive. Um, I think that's, that's what we're trying to achieve at Planable.
0: Awesome. Well, you guys are definitely heading in the right direction. That's, that's awesome. So kudos to you guys. I mean, that's uh, an incredible story. That was why I was excited about having you on the podcast today. I'm sure our audience has learned a lot of great insights they can use for better social media planning. However, I want to pause our conversation for a minute and talk directly to our listeners. If you need help managing and running your social media campaigns, my team can help. You can hire us for services such as online PR, SEO, content marketing, influencer marketing, and so much more. For more information about our services, check out our website at shanebarker.com. That's S-H-A-N-E-B-A-R-K-E-R.com. Now back to the conversation with Xenia. um And now we're going to get into what I call, I call it the fun section. Not that we didn't have fun up until this point. I mean, I, I want to say that this was fun. I don't want you to think that this wasn't. But we're going to go into the, the more fun section or funner, or I don't even know Let's how to say that. that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to go in full blown. We can't even stop it now. So, um <laughs> If you if you could travel one place in the world for free, where would it be, and what would you do there?
1: It's so funny. Uh, this is
0: without COVID. Well, this is obviously COVID subsided. Yeah. Now we can travel. We're free again.
1: It's so funny. I was thinking about the. I was thinking about this question actually, and you already mentioned my answer. Uh, so you kind of stole from a bit of a, of, of its coolness, uh, and that's uh, that's you know the International Space Station. That's where I would go if I would have the opportunity. I was watching this documentary on Netflix uh, about the Challenger. And uh, one astronaut lady mentioned something, you know, about seeing the world, you know, you know, being here, the world is so, so big, but you know, when you're there, you know, you can see it so small and it just gives you a different perspective. And I was thinking, wow, that is so inspiring. And that, you know, that sounds amazing um that would be my choice if that would be possible if that would be free <laughs> definitely this one
0: that is awesome I, I didn't even think about so elon if you're listening we have somebody that wants <laughs> to take flight she's very intelligent she would be great on the spaceship just let us know reach out to her um all right so what about if you had a superpower what would what would your superpower be i mean i, I know you already have a superpower because you're just doing amazing things but what outside <laughs> of what you of which who you currently are what would be your superpower?
1: Oh God, um, that's such a tough one. Maybe, maybe time traveling, but like in the future, not in the past. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking, you know, time traveling is pretty cool, but I, I don't think I would want to, you know, travel in the past. I can't imagine myself without my phone and Wi-Fi and internet. Um, but <laughs> in the future, that would be cool. I'd like to take a sneak peek
0: yeah yeah i hear you so you wouldn't want to look at the past you wouldn't want to do like a back to the future deal you want to look in the future and say like what's you know come on what do we got going on here what i'm afraid gonna... i'm
1: gonna i'm afraid i'm gonna change it i'm afraid of you know those time travel loops where i might you know delete myself from history <laughs> yeah
0: wouldn't that suck all of a sudden you're like talking to your soon-to-be dad and then you tell him to do this and he makes a right hand turn instead of a left doesn't yeah. meet your mom and then it all changes and then there's nothing. I mean, what, if, that's kind of weird because then what would you couldn't go back to the future? Cause you're not really there. I know, Interesting. I know. Whew, yes. That's, that's a, <laughs> that's a lot for me to take in right now. That's, I'm going to go watch back to the future again and see how they were able to get through that. Cause I think Michael J. Fox made it through, which is good. I know that's everybody was nervous. Um, so what would be, tell me some of your, what tell me, I know you probably obviously read a lot. Do you, do you read books or are you like an audible person?
1: I actually don't read books. I don't read that many books or at least I don't read. Yeah. I don't read business books that much uh, to be honest. And I, yeah, I'm more of a, of a visual person. Uh, So I, you know, watch documentaries a lot. Um, As I mentioned before, that's the thing that I enjoy doing most. Uh, But yeah, not, not, not too big on books recently.
0: So what's your favorite documentary? What's one that you've, you've watched other than the, the challenger one? Was that the challenger, the one that blew up?
1: yes yes that's mm. the one what was,
0: that? what was the lady's name was it christine oh um yeah
1: christa christa something yes i don't yeah, remember I don't the.
0: you know what's funny i like i couldn't i couldn't like i can't remember my wife and i's anniversary like i know like the a few <laughs> days ahead like i'm but i can rem- like really weird stuff because i remember as a kid when that happened like i remember mm. watching it and it blew up and we were like Okay, what oh. just happened yeah like i remember thinking and we were kind of looking around and my teachers like all right let's turn that off and i was like what, <laughs> what, what just happened like i was like so i remember thinking that but that's like I, I remember her face like very vividly of that and that impact of that what that had but that's kind of crazy. But tell us about a documentary. Tell us about, because I, I like documentaries too. I listen, I do more audible books, like when I go work out and stuff, because if I go to read a book, like I'm, I start thinking about what I should do tomorrow and what I need to do and I need to do this and my Slack messages are going bing, bing, bing. And I'm like, you know, I get pulled away from whatever it is. And so I try to listen, do an audible book. I actually listen to it in my car. I'll drive somewhere. for like uh, like two hours and I'll just drive and then I'll just listen to my audiobook because then nobody can bother me. You know, I mean, but anyways, it's kind of funny. But tell us about a good documentary. I'd love to add one to my list.
1: Oh God, I watch way too many uh, true crime documentaries. Um, Yes, yes, that's my embarrassing uh, fact about myself. (laughs) Embarrassing pleasure uh, watching uh, crime documentaries, but a more fun crime documentary recently um, I don't remember the exact name, but it's about uh, McDonald's and the monopoly crime that they had, uh, where they was running, you know, they were running in the '90s uh, this big campaign lottery kind of thing with Monopoly, yeah. And uh, someone hacked it from the internally, and they were, you know, collecting the prizes and uh, kind of benefiting from it. And the Italian mafia was involved. And it's I don't want to give any spoilers. It's so fun. Uh, it's different from all the other crime documentaries because it's it's a bit silly, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed it a lot. So that's a good one.
0: That is awesome. I didn't know that. I knew the Monopoly thing. I know there was, I remember people collecting the little pieces and this, that, and the other. I remember it was kind of crazy. And it was like, yeah. everybody just needed one piece or something. And it sounds like the mob had that one piece. And nobody knew. Yes. And Guido <laughs> had it. And we couldn't weren't going to be able to get it anyway. So. <laughs> Well, it is. I'll have to look into that. That's kind of interesting. I love those kind of things where it's like people dig deep into something that, you know, especially if we've heard about it, like, you know, the Monopoly thing, obviously, with McDonald's and the fact that there was something a little shady behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And it's always fun when the mob's involved. I mean, not fun if you're going against the mob last time I checked, but fun Fun if you get to read about it 20 years later. Yeah, yeah. 20 years later, you're like, oh, I'm not even scared of the mob because they're not in my (laughs) neighborhood. So I should be safe. And I don't have the winning Monopoly piece. So we should be good. Um, well, Well, this is awesome. This has been nothing but nothing but fun. I appreciate you taking the time to to film the podcast. I know we were going back and forth, and we finally were able to connect, so that was awesome. Um, if anybody wants to get in contact with you or wants to know more about Planable, what uh, give us some good details?
1: Yeah, definitely. So uh, if you want to check the product, we definitely have uh, a free trial. Um, so check us out at uh, planable.io. And you know what, Shane, we actually have prepared a discount for your audience if they want to try out yeah. Planable. Yeah. Are you ready?
0: I mean, I'm, I'm sitting down. I'm, I have my seatbelt <laughs> on. I mean, I, 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 I had a feeling this might be coming next, but I didn't want to like, I didn't want to do a spoiler alert. So yeah, tell us what do we got going.
1: So we prepared uh, a coupon that you can use uh, on the product on the, um, uh, in the app. If you, if you want to use Planable and give it a try, uh, it's marketing growth. 30 and we give away a 30% discount for three months. Uh, so if you want to test the product and uh, get a bit of, uh, you know, get a third of the price uh, off, uh, you can uh, use Marketing Growth 30 altogether.
0: Marketing Growth 30. Well, that's going to be awesome. So let me tell you, so I'll tell you three months is probably that time. when pe- finally, people are going to realize after three months they are going to say, listen, not only am I willing to pay full price, but I'm probably <laughs> mad that I didn't find out about this two or three years ago, right? When you guys started. <laughs> so I will tell you guys one other thing. One thing I've noticed with the website, your like the graphics like um, what you guys have put together there. I don't know if you <laughs> you don't need to tell me who that is on your team because somebody will try to steal them. I don't know if that's Nick, but like love the graphics. like you know the the, the, you. the person, I don't know if it's a guy or girl that has a little uh, Apple watch and somebody has tattoos. like it's very, very hip. I, I looked at that and I was like, what is going, this is really cool. You know, like the functionality <laughs> and how you guys put that together. So I wanted to give you kudos there. I'm a, a bit Thanks of an aesthetic person. And, and I looked and I was like, God, that's awesome. So congratulations on that. You guys, you guys, you heard, heard it here. You guys can get 30% off. We'll include that in the show notes. And obviously Dan will have a link um, where you guys, or at least the, the code that you guys can use. Um, and thank you once again for taking the time again today. I know I've already said that, but it was a pleasure having you on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to what you guys are going to be doing in the future. And uh, let's stay in touch.
1: Thanks a lot, Shane.
0: Thanks for having me. This is, uh, hey, who was a blast. Absolutely. Okay, folks, thanks for listening to this week's guest, And I hope there's a lot you've learned from our discussion. Next week, I'll be hosting another interesting guest. So stay tuned to Shane Barker's Marketing Growth Podcast.